0: This podcast episode is brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network, where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters. Hey y'all, welcome to the Outcomes Rocket, the future of global informatics podcast. Through conversations with industry leaders and innovators, we discuss global healthcare informatics so that you can understand what it does, what it is, and how it shapes healthcare of our future. I am your host, TJ Southern. Let's get started. All right. Good day, good day, good day, everyone. And welcome to the Future of Global Informatics podcast today we have Michelle Curry yes Yay. she is so amazing so amazing I actually met her at hymns and she just blew me away about all of her years of experience and all of her knowledge as it relates to nursing informatics informatics so Michelle give us a little bit of background about yourself tell the people about yourself yeah, thank you. And
1: so great to meet you right back at you. I was so excited. I felt like I met my sister from another mister <laughs> at hence, So uh, yeah, so uh, nurse, obviously been in healthcare for 25 years. I got a master's degree in informatics 20 years ago before anyone knew what it was. I didn't really know what it was either, but it had some serendipitous thing happen and there I ended up in it. So have been applying nursing and just informatics theories in general for that long. Wow. Yeah. So I've, you know, had kind of run the gamut, I guess, if you will, from beginning with the MR implementations, then I moved mm. into quality, which I think is a great segue. And then I worked in performance improvement, which was mm. a great segue. And then I've been doing independent consulting for the past couple of years. So working a lot program and development program management, helping people really get up to speed and interpret all these new regulations, Mm. Um, fires, kind of one of my little things right now that I'm very, very interested in. So uh, yeah. And you know what, when I became a nurse, never knew I would end up to where, where I am, but you know what, I couldn't have picked it better for myself. It's just been such a great fit. And there's so many opportunities in nursing and informatics, which, you know,
0: See, that's what I'm telling you guys. That is what I'm telling yes. you guys. So Michelle has been in it for 20 plus years. So now you guys, cause I keep telling everybody I've been in this for at least 15 years and they're like, no way. And I'm like, yes way. We yes. are here. We have been here for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And we Michelle- were on the bleeding edge, right? I'll <laughs> say the cutting edge. I call it the bleed."
1: The bleeding edge.
0: (laughs) Yes, we are, we are, we are, we are. So you see why I had to have her on the show because she is a well of knowledge. She's very versed in nursing informatics and where it's going, where it's come from and where it's going. So what inspires your work in nursing informatics? What inspires that work? So... I have three different things that I
1: think kind of really just sum it up for me anyway, and everyone's going to be different, of course, but for me, what really resonates with me about nursing informatics is one, a systems perspective. Mm -hmm. So really understanding Um, That multifaceted view. So we all know healthcare traditionally is very siloed. Clinicians are siloed into a medical area of expertise. People work in finance, people work in HR, you know, people work in the health plan. And so there aren't a lot of people who actually understand enough to connect the dots across those silos. And so I've always been, informatics really gave me that thinking, that systems perspective. Mm -hmm. I've always been interested in complexity and kind of connecting the dots. So that's, you know, kind of one of the first things that stuck out to me. And, you know, the RNs connecting those dots across the silos, everyone, I've heard this analogy used that physicians are the quarterback of healthcare. And I like to say, you know what, actually there's a coach calling the play. And the nurses are actually the ones who are the quarterback executing. We hold that ball.
0: We hold that ball. We hold that
1: ball. (laughs) ball. We're the one who's like helping the lab when they can't find a specimen or something goes wrong in the pharmacy, right? We are the executors. (laughs) So that's the first thing. The second thing that I think is really underappreciated about nurses and nurses and is that being a nurse you are the make it work person. Mm. I don't know if anybody watches Project Runway and Tim Gunn, but he is like, make it work, girl. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? You know what that is to me? That is about innovation. Yes, Nurses constantly don't have what they need. There's other departments that they don't have what they need. Whatever processes sometimes aren't in place or sometimes they haven't been redesigned in a long time. And the nurses make all of that works. So nurses are literally when they're on the job, they are in- innovating. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, there are two, two at least three opportunities during the to- a day mm-hmm. where they're innovating, being small or large, mm-hmm. and figuring out how to improve something or apply something in a unique way from something else that they know. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer that things can always be improved. So and now- I think nurses are the same way; they're always looking to, you know, identify a solution and approve something, they can do it like that.
0: So now, with that being said, what are the biggest challenges? Because we know that we have to be innovators, right, and fast thinkers on our feet. So what are some of the challenges in having to be that type of nurse informaticist? Well, one of the biggest challenges
1: that I see, and this is kind of Outside of nursing informatics, it's my whole career, I haven't really focused on nursing informatics specifically, dis- but more the interdisciplinary team, mm-hmm. which nursing is a part of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one of the biggest barriers, I think, is that a lot of times we're not at the table. How... <laughs> can you say it again? Okay, the one of the, <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of the biggest issues with innovation and, and actually being able to bring Mm -hmm. All of the knowledge and to share that and to help the profession in general and just healthcare in general and these multidisciplinary teams is that we need to be at the table and I don't know Mm -hmm. what it is, but we are so often overlooked, but Mm -hmm. thanks to you. Doing this podcast mm-hmm. and other women in health IT that we know that are also getting the word out there, I think that the tide is turning and people are going to really start to learn what it is that nurses do. A lot of people, I think, just really still have this old idea that we are the physicians. Like dofer, I think the same. But <laughs> not is, probably the true. best Right. So we're not at the table. So that I think is the mm-hmm. biggest barrier because mm-hmm. you know. When we get in the table, when someone invites me to a meeting, oh, I see things all over the place and I'm asking a bunch of questions. And after they're like, are we sure we want to invite her? (laughs) But you know what? What ends up happening is that you identify all the risks up front and then your projects
0: are successful. Yes. Yes. And that is the number one key to projects for all my project managers out there. That is the number one key to a successful project is to make sure that all of your stakeholders are at the table. And those yes. stakeholders will help you identify all of the risks. That's PM 101, PMP 101. Yep. All right. Yep. So yep. in stating that, how does your organization or what it is that you do, because I know that you're an entrepreneur, how do you use data analytics or do you even use data analytics in your position? So personally, for me,
1: as an entrepreneur, I use data analytics for, you know, business development. Who's mm-hmm. looking at my posts if I post on LinkedIn? Who's visiting my website? What mm-hmm. types of keywords are people using? All of that SOA, mm-hmm. you know, type of stuff. I do use it frequently with clients. I mean, a lot of my clients are in quality. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are doing performance improvement, a lot of them are working on interoperability. So that's all about data and analytics and so That's kind of a multifaceted question, I think. And there's different areas and and ways that you need to look at it. At the very foundation, we have a problem with data. Yeah. In in the industry, we not only have a problem with data and that it is captured and represented in many different ways. I wrote a post on LinkedIn about everybody's using different Legos. Some are using Lincoln Logs. Some are using Tinker Toys, right? (laughs) So that's kind of my metaphor that I like to use. So the foundation of our data is a mess and it's very complex. It's it's very complex because in order to bring data together from different places you have to make sure that an apple over here is an apple over here is mapped to an apple over here and not a crab apple. Yes. Because <laughs> okay, that is not going to make any good pie, I'm telling you. Right? So anyway, that is why I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that I'm very, I'm passionate about fire. I am evangelizing it as much as possible. So that's, that is one thing that we have to get that right.
0: Mm. We have to get that right. And then.
1: Yeah. And that after that, we're also now CMS is a big person who's pushing the move to electronic clinical quality measures. Yeah. So that we can not only decrease burden on physicians around documentation, but people who put together and run those reports. Mm. Then the other, the other one of the other parts is, you know, it's an art and a science to design a measure Mm. and to understand contextually, intimately, what are you trying to measure and what is the best way to measure that? And what is the best data or data proxy to measure that process? Mm. So that's a, that's a big part. And then lastly, the visualization is critical because you Mm. don't want to have knocked step A, B and C out of the park and then fail on D. -hmm. Right. So you really need to be able to figure out what is the best way visually to present this information in a way you don't want someone to have to sit there and read a slide
0: Mm -hmm. or read
1: all of this text. You need to pick out people, a picture says a thousand words. Mm -hmm. Right. To me, that is also an art and a skill is picking the right visualization so that people go, Oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I see it. I see it.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. let me tell you this, out of all of those things that you mentioned, every time that I heard you mention one of them, you talked about it being an art, being a skill set. So does this mean that there are additional opportunities for nurses in this arena? So can you, can you say a little bit
1: more about that? Sure. Like, <laughs> so or just give me a, a little short example.
0: No, you're, you're absolutely fine. So What I'm wanting to know is because we have all of these items, right? You talked about visualization. You talked about Mm -hmm. making sure that the apple over here matches the apple over there, right? So these are all new opportunities that are presenting themselves that are being found by individuals such as yourself that are actually being considered or brought on as consultants, right, for these projects. So would this mean that there were opportunities for other nurses that are coming behind you to do these particular things, because that's one thing that I hear in the nurse informaticist community for the students, right? Because I'm very well connected in in that community. And a lot of times the students are like, well, you know, I want to get a job, but am I going to get? Do I want to go get a degree? But am I really going to get a job afterwards? And I'm always in there pounding and saying, guys, there are more opportunities than you realize. Mm -hmm. So what are so I would say kind of as a new grad
1: out of informatics, kind of the glide path is really to take a role as a super user. A lot of us have been there. That's why I was one of my first jobs as informaticist. That to the community at large is the most is what they see. As kind of an easy glide path. All of these other things that I mentioned though, are there. So think about it. Mm -hmm. In order to do this data mapping and data harmonization, it kind of falls under harmonization. That's in the industry, what we call it. In order to map an apple over here to an apple over here and not a crab apple, Mm -hmm. you're not just going to look at one data point. Mm -hmm. You need to look at a few data points associated over here Mm -hmm. to understand the context. The mm-hmm. context, because different the same data can mean different things mm-hmm. in different that's, that's, contexts.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: medication is a perfect example. In, in we have data related to medication orders.
0: Hmm. We have
1: data related to medication administration. Hmm. We have data related to medication refills. Right. We have data medication records related to pharmacy inventory. Hmm. So you have to really have an intimate deep understanding of healthcare and healthcare operations, because in order to do the mapping, you have to be able to identify, okay, what is the larger context around this one piece of data? And let me go find the equivalent somewhere else. And you know what? They're never named the same, never. And so the reason why it's so important to understand the context is because they're not named the same. Mm. So that is one of the things. And I also, this is another thing. I see people I when I'm looking out for what's available out there I consistently see people posting jobs for people with a technical background. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. They do not understand the mm-hmm. context of the information that we're using enough mm-hmm. to do the mapping in claims, okay? Stay with me. In claims we have 40 roughly concepts okay, that we've been using for decades, right? We're familiar with that. Well, guess how many FIRE has? Over 150. Wow. We're going from 40 to so. 150. And so the so the FIRE data is much more granular. It's smaller pieces. Mm. You have to be able to create that context out of different things. In claims, that's a bigger concept. It includes more of that context just in the data point itself. So that is one of the things that whenever I talk to anybody about data and data mapping, this is my soapbox that I get on, but I'll get off (laughs) now. That's one of the things, okay? Another thing in quality. Quality Mm -hmm. is a perfect place if you want to work in informatics, even if you may not, I'll I'll tell you what, you might not think you're going to be using informatics, but you know what you are, you are going to be mapping workflows. And when you're mapping workflows, you are going to identify Who, what, and where, what kind of data are they getting? Who's collecting it? Where in the process is it being collected? And all of that is contextual knowledge. Mm. And you need to understand the contextual knowledge to identify the right data point to plug in and measure. Mm. So it's kind of soup to nuts. Do you know what I'm saying? And all of these places are great places to start. Right. Okay. Because you, you have the nursing context and understanding and operations, you know, maybe if you've been in administration or whatever, but you need to be able to integrate that with your informatics and your technical knowledge. Hmm. And so those, I would say the visualization that'll come um, that kind of takes that takes a little bit longer, I would say, to gain because you have to be able to understand all the data and what you have available. Right. Hmm. But you also have to be able to put yourself in the shoes of the other person. Yeah. So when I'm as a nurse and rheumaticist, mm-hmm. when I'm doing a visualization, I'm looking at who's in this room and I'm saying, okay, you know what? Most of these people aren't finance. Yeah. I better be talking numbers. Yeah. Okay. I better be talking per member per month. I better be talking how much are we losing because we're not getting reimbursed for readmissions, etc. Mm-hmm. Pressure ulcers, hospital heart infections, all that stuff. So that one that one takes a little bit more time and skill to develop because yes. you have to be able to understand you have to be able to speak to your audience cuz they want to know what's in it for me
0: right so the so with that being said what do you think we as the older generation of nurse informaticists, right? We we are the ones that have been on the nursing informatics side. As you said, you started as a super user. I did too. I started in the same way, and then I mm-hmm. went along that path of building and working with yep. vendors, building is, and buildings, buildings, other great, yeah. Like, <laughs> as a super user, build and configure those EMRs, girls and men. Yep. So that I I took that same path. But how do we, uh, being the older generation, help Bring in the newer generation? Like, how do we support them in that transition? Uh, another person that I was interviewing stated, you know, administration, if they're in the firefight, they just like to pluck nurses off of the floor and say, do this job. And then what happens is that nurse gets in that job and she's just waffling, right? She's just like a fish out of water. And right. then what ends up mm-hmm. happening is she ends up hating informatics, right? And she ends up hating her job. And then she just, totally walks away. We don't Mm -hmm. want that. We, because we know that right now, cybersecurity, data analytics, data science, like you said, quality, all of these things are getting ready to explode. And so we need our sisters and brothers in that informatics world to come over. So Mm -hmm. how do we help them do that? So, you know what, you actually brought something
1: up that I hadn't thought about in maybe an idea for a future podcast is we need to help educate the people coming up behind us, what questions do you need to be asking in your interview of the people who you are potentially wanting to work for? You know what? They're just not interviewing you. You are Mm -hmm. interviewing Mm -hmm. them. Yes, ma'am. And so that I think is one way that we could help, you know, something that just popped into my mind is, you know what, when you're in the beginning and if you're even afraid of that happening, or if it's happened to you, maybe take a position that actually reports up through the it infrastructure and not nursing or operations yeah you know just to kind of protect yourself right so that's just something that popped off the top of my head but that I think would might be a great idea for another podcast (laughs) that (laughs) that you could do seriously another thing I think is you know and I'm so happy that you started this you know we've got a group that I talked about that we're kind of you know we're kind of like making a little group of us here right and so you know, one of the things that I think that we could do, and we could do this, you know, we could kind of get together and start this group and just share opportunities. Like, Hey, you know what? I, I see this position. We could have a job board and say, you know what, as an experienced clinical nurse informaticist, I see this position posted and you knew it. This would be a good one for someone who's right out of school yep. and just have somewhere where people could go. Yep. We could, if we, in our work with our clients, right. And our contracts, our engagements, if we potentially see the opportunity that there's flexibility with our client to bring on someone in an internship, just to shadow us if nothing else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let me tell you, Um, we actually have informatics preceptors is oh, right, you do. specifically for nursing informaticists, healthcare informaticists. We're getting ready to launch that program full time August 28th of 2020. Yes. So put me on that list. I will. I am that's <laughs> been my baby. I'm a lot of a lot of you don't know of my listeners that I've been a preceptor since 2014. So I've been doing this for quite some time of helping transition those new nurse informaticists into you. You know, a career path into the career world. So Michelle is spot on. We have to have that. My other soapbox that I'm going to stand on is that we have to make sure that our nurse informaticists coming from the education, going into a preceptor program, that their preceptor program is strong right? That they have that support, that they have that mentorship. That's Mm -hmm. what happens a lot of times. The the mentorship is kind of weak. And then what it does is the student then gets out into the career path and they're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I wasn't Mm -hmm. prepared for an interview. That's one thing that we pride ourselves on in informatics preceptors is the students will have to rewrite their resume and Mm -hmm. we prep them, we prep them mm-hmm. in the interview process to get them ready for their interview. So mm-hmm. we give them those questions that Michelle is uh, speaking about of what questions you want to ask your employer. Like, what type of work hours will I be working? Mm-hmm. Is it on call? <laughs> Do I have to work mm-hmm. weekends and holidays? Uh-huh. What about your organization's work-life balance, right? <laughs> what are- is your mission, vision, and value? Huh? Come <laughs> on. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, you you need to interview your employer just like your employer interviews you, okay? Because a lot Mm -hmm. of people think, you know, being a nurse informaticist, oh, I don't have to work any weekends, I don't have to work any holidays, things like that. But as the person that I interviewed yesterday, she said, you might have an 18-hour day on the floor being a nurse informaticist. (laughs) And it is true. If the EMR goes down, you're getting on a bridge line and you're not going home until they -hmm. have an ETA of when that Mm -hmm. EMR is coming back up. Right. So there are are little things that, Mm -hmm. you know, being in school that you're not taught or you're not shown, but informatics preceptors along with Michelle and other nurse informaticists who are seasoned vets, we are going to be there to help sustain you guys bridging education with applications. Mm -hmm. So, you know what, one additional point
1: that I just thought of, and and you and I both talked about it at the very beginning, you know what, a very good segue is taking a project management role. And you know what, girl, when I first got out of school and graduated, that was the biggest hurdle. I didn't, I was not proficient in any, in all the Microsoft Word Suite products. Oh my God. Excel. I had to learn access like within the first year, and I was like, "What? I had never built a database before." <laughs> so that I really my informatics program did not. I mean, and this was a long time ago. They're probably much different now, but I was not really prepared from the business of healthcare perspective. And I think even if you don't have it, don't have any experience yet, Man. take the project management certification classes. That you don't know, you can do that without anybody hiring you, and that. That will give you, just open your eyes to Let a me whole other world. And
0: you know that. Project management was like icing on the cake for me. Now, I will say that exam was harder than the NCLEX. I will say that. Really? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It was way right. harder than the NCLEX because it it makes us as nurse informaticists come from a totally different background, right? Yeah. Like you said, you had to learn Microsoft Access. You had to learn Suite. You had to learn all those processes, which we're not taught in nursing school. So well, it's also like- the language, right? right? The language, it's like they, they speak a different language kind of. Correct. It's a totally yeah. different language. But I will mm-hmm. tell you, once I became PMP certified and I started running projects- you couldn't stop me after that. I
1: was, yep. I was golden. <laughs> well, and you know what? I actually just finished all my continuing education that I had to take before taking the exam. And I was like, oh my God, I need like some cheat sheet. There's so many formulas. Where do I focus? And I saw that you have one that I can buy and I'm going to buy it. I was like, oh my God, if I trust anybody to leave me down this path, it is TJ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, project management. Love it, love it, love it. So I know that you and I could just talk forever. Uh, like I said, I absolutely <laughs> love you, Michelle.
1: <laughs> so, right, back at you, girl. Do you
0: have any parting words for our listeners? Do you have any parting words or any wisdom that you want to give our listeners?
1: Yeah, you know what I would say
0: really, like I
1: said at the beginning, I had no idea where this journey was going to take mm. me when I started. But the world is your oyster. As a nurse, a I'm telling you. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. See, See, and you know one other thing, stay open-minded. People have, things have come across my path, job opportunities. I was like, that doesn't have anything to do with what I do. And then I sat back and I thought of it. I was like, you know, it actually kind of does. And those have been the best assignments. And that just being open to something that doesn't fit into this box is what has allowed me to, to gain this breadth and depth of experience oh my God. that I now have over time. And you know how people are kind of talking about the T, the T individual who can, is deep in knowledge, but also can go crosswise. People yeah. now are either one or the other.
0: But nurse informaticists are that can become a T always, you know what I'm saying? always, 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 Michelle. It was such a pleasure. Oh my God. Thank you. you so much for inviting me. Oh yes, it was. Oh my god. I have god. to figure out oh. when we're going
1: to get together again soon.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> definitely will. So, all right guys, we will talk to you later on another episode of The Future of Global Informatics and if you are looking for informatics talent, nursing informatics, please visit www.barillis.net. That is www.b net until next time, guys. Thank you. Have a great Thanks day, everyone. Bye bye This episode was brought to you by the Alcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe and let us know what you're looking for.